We have a great interview for you today. We are talking to Clifton Corbin. He is the author of Your Kids, Their Money, A Parent's Guide to Financially Literate Children. And uh, I know we talk about this all the time. Uh, uh, there needs to be more education around fi finances from a younger age. Uh, Clifton has kind of made it his mission to start talking about this and having these discussions and teaching things from the ground up as far as, hey, what is what do the different coins in our system look like? Uh, and and what is what is uh, the power of compounding interest and all these things that I think the sooner a, a child learns it, the better. And if you're, if you're a grandparent and you want to have these conversations with your uh, grandchild, uh, Clifton makes it nice and simple through his book. So we've got a great, powerful, packed uh, interview for you. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and think, well, my children are already grown. Well, yeah, I, I we get that. Uh, but we have all of our clients and folks that are listening to this and they say, well, my grandkids, I wish my grandkids had uh, some value here. And I'm going to tell you the resources that we're going to talk about on today's uh, episode are key. In fact, there is a free workbook that he, you'll get information about how to go get. Uh, it is super good. We uh, we printed it out and, and Merce is excited. He has a two-year-old, and he's like, man, this is going to be great for that. So make sure you listen to that resource. It's completely free. It's something you could give away as a gift to one of your grandkids, and it's it's, it's like a very easy for a young person to uh, to to utilize. By the way, if you uh, uh, would like to and you're listening to us, please follow us on whatever platform you're listening to us, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google, uh, leave us a review, give us a five-star review uh, rating. We would love to have that. If you would like to talk to myself or Merce, you can go to our website, go to the top right-hand corner, click on um, uh, schedule call. Our schedule comes up. You can actually click on the schedule. It'll schedule a 15-minute, no obligation, complimentary phone call. We'd be glad to hop on and have a conversation with you. But before we get into this episode, we need to do a quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to our Secure Your Retirement podcast. Merce and I are very happy to have you with us today. Uh, today, we have our very first interview for 2023. Uh, it's Clifton Corbin. He's all the way here from Ontario, Canada, and we have a topic that I know you're going to be very interested in. But before I get into that topic, Clifton, thank you so much for coming on and talking with our audience today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Excellent. So here's the thing. Uh, Merce and I and everyone who listens knows that this is all about retirement. It's all about how do I make sure my money lasts. And there's a part of what we talk about, which is what we call legacy. So we always tell people our show is broken down into three categories. We talk about money. We talk about lifestyle. And we talk about legacy. But today, I guess it's a little bit of a combination of lifestyle versus, I mean, and, and also uh, legacy. 
one of the things that um, Merce and I get all the time, Clifton, from clients is they say, you know what I wish? I wish somebody would have taught me about money when I was younger. And I always tell people, you know, we do have some education out there, but people don't get real serious about saving and dealing with money and probably until they're about 40 years old. And uh, yes, it would make a big, big difference if young people, very young people understood money. And why I got excited is when I, when I, uh, uh, saw your your information and understood that you basically have uh, dedicated a big section of what you do in a book and everything about kids and money and then and then what I like is that you say a parent's guide to financially uh, literate children and I think that's that's really really important can you just tell us a little bit here what prompted this for you to kind of go down this path and say I want to educate children about money Sure. So that starts with my story. So as a young person, I was I was very curious about money. Like I, I had all those early jobs, lemonade stand, the paper route. Uh, but then I went off to university and like way too many young people, I made a mess of my finances. I got those early credit cards, went deep into debt. And once I figured out, like got myself back on solid ground, I looked back and I was like, well, for someone who was so curious about money and thought he had it all together, how did I make all these mistakes with my finances? And I said, well, it's partially because while I was curious about money at a young age, I didn't learn enough about how to manage money at a young age. It's kind of like what you were saying at the beginning there, like all those things I wish I knew when I was younger, that's the rationale for what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to put all those tips and, and suggestions and understanding in the hands of parents and grandparents so that they can get their children and their grandchildren prepared and ready for adulthood, all understanding wealth creation, saving, managing debt, leveraging debt, um, and just the, the entire concept of how to properly manage their money so that when these young people become young adults, that they will be, you know, set up for success and they'll be, you know, confident in managing their own money. So that's that's, that's the rationale for it. That's why I focus so heavily on it. Cause I, I feel like I was one of those people who was like, I wish I knew this when I was younger and this is my opportunity to help other folks, you know, get that information to young folks. Yeah. I, I think that's great Clifton. I think what you're doing is great too. You know, all the time we hear about uh, this, I, uh, the thought about, we need to get, we need to get financial literacy into the K through 12 programs. We need to start having classes dedicated to this because we see it all the time where, kids get out of school and they they don't know how to manage a credit card or or they think credit cards are free money and then they want wind up in this big mess going in there and, and they're kind of setting themselves up in a bad position to start off when they get their first job um and so i i think this is great for me i grew up in a in a world where money was um talked about all the time in the sense that we didn't have much right mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. my family was very dedicated to <clears throat> being very frugal and very methodical about how dollars were spent. And I grew up working in the family business and everything like that from a young age. So I saw, hey, this is, you know, money doesn't just appear out of nowhere. You have to work for it. And I saw how it came in the door and I saw how we had to think about it before it went out the door. So in a way, I, I was, um, it was an advantage to me to see all that happening because we, it was the family business. And then it was also kind of like the family financial business too of here's, can we afford to do this? Here's the decisions that we're going to think about and all these different things. So um, I, I, I have a big desire to take that into now, now my family with my kid and, and he's two and a half. Right. So, um, but I want to get that started from a, from a young age for him as well. And I think this, this book workbook that you have, and I think it's available on your website and you can tell us more about that too. But, 
uh, I took a glance at a few of those pages and I think it's great for, I mean, I could see my almost three-year-old starting in on it just because there's good pictures and cool little things to help someone think through and, and puzzles, things that keep your eyes to the paper. So, um, but tell us this, <clears throat> why is it, excuse me, why is it important to talk to kids about money and, and at what age should we start doing this? Sure. And so much stuff there that I'd, I would love to dig into, but to answer your question, at what age? I like to start as young as possible. So what I often say is, as soon as children start recognizing, you know, that money is something that's being traded for goods or services, that's a great point. So, you know, you, you bring in your, your child or your, your grandchild to the store with you and they see you tap your card and they're, you can see they're curious about what's happening. Well, that's a great opportunity to say, well, do you, do you know what I'm doing here? Like, so I don't like to give any particular ages because, you know, all ch children develop at different stages and reach different stages at different stages at different ages. Um, but I like to say probably by four or five, your child's probably aware of money. And that's a great time to start at least having some early conversations. The workbook that I have, it does have some uh, money identification. So uh, recognizing coins and bills, that's some early stuff that you could do with youngsters. Um, I say as far as like activities, you might want to start doing some role playing. I love doing the, you know, pretend kitchen or pretend restaurant or pretend uh, grocery store in the bedrooms. That's a great way for them to start, you know, practicing these transactions and really getting a feel for what money is. But back to the, the, the root of your question, which is the why behind it, it's because we only have a limited amount of time to kind of get these concepts before we need to actually apply these concepts. So my my hope is that we're giving our children opportunities to practice and learn these concepts while they're in a, a safe space, while they're still home, while any money mistakes that they may make won't cause major ramifications, won't cause, you know, credit collectors coming after them. You know, if you lend them $5 and they don't pay it back right away, <clears throat> pardon me, if they don't pay it back right away, you know, the, the ramifications of that is a lot different than, you know, in a couple of years from now when they take out like a $50,000 loan for student uh, student loan or what have you. So it's about giving them opportunities to learn and practice money, good money man management habits while they're still young, while they're still at home with you before they need it, right? Like we don't give, I, I, I say in the book, you know, we don't give our kids the key to the car and say, good luck. You know, we we take them out into the parking lot. We go around the block with them. We we ease them into what it's like to manage driving a car. And the same thing should be done when it comes to managing money. Excellent. So now I have a um a 20-year-old and a 17-year-old. And in particularly uh, with either of them, the whole concept of even explaining the, 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 how a credit card works, that was, I mean, and I did this when they were in their, but you know, in their, in their high teens and just explaining that, Hey, you put it on here, but you, you pay it off here. And then, and, and they would question, well, why would we even do that? So it's mm -hmm. it, these things, what might have become simple to us as, as adults is not simple uh, in sure. the world. Now you mentioned about you know, uh, financial literacy. Mm -hmm. So if you had to define that or say, what is that, you know, what are maybe some goals? And I don't know if you have these or not, but like, you know, by this particular point of life, you know, we should have this, this level of literacy. And then by this point of life, we should have this level of literacy. Like, what is it? What is the concepts you teach around what that is? So that's a great question as far as, and again, it's so challenging because again, all children develop at different levels at different ages. The hope is that by the time they're leaving the home or by the time they're going off to post-secondary or whatever it is, is, by the time they become those young adults, that they feel like they can manage the money that they have coming in. I like to talk about 
financial wellness, right? Like I want them to feel comfortable. I want them to feel confident. And I want everyone to feel comfortable and confident managing money, regardless of what stage of your life you're in. So at those early ages, you're not going to have a lot. You're probably going to be, you know, working some maybe not so not the best jobs but you have to be able to find a way to make that money work for you and your circumstances you know your audience is you know at a very different stage in their life and they need to make it make it work so that the money that they've secured will last them for a long time and as long as they feel that way they can feel financially well so it's not so much about what do they need to learn for a particular age is how do they make sure, how do we make sure that they feel financially secure, financially well, so they're not stressing about every dollar that they have to spend and they're not stressing about how they're going to, you know, pay the bills or what have you. And that comes with some, you know, some basic basic skills like making sure you're living off of less than you make that concept of paying yourself first making sure you're saving some of something out of every dollar that you make so you're building up that habit of, of saving whether that be for long term whether that be retirement or education or your first home or whatever it is but you need to build these basic skills with regards to saving with regards to wealth creation and once you could do these things and you could do them consistently then you could start to feel a little bit more comfortable you know if you have that rainy day fund and you you know you get a flat tire you're not feeling so bad you know i've got the money in the bank, I can pay for this. I don't need to dip into my credit card and then go dip deeper into debt to pay for this thing, causing more stress, causing more financial unwellness, if you will. So that's the concept. It's not so much you need to know this skill by this point. It's you need to feel comfortable at this stage in your life. And as a young person, you know, they need to get a sense of what's going to happen. And then as a, you know, as a young adult, they need to be able to manage. They need to be able to have some early stage budgeting so they can manage a little bit of money they have coming in. And it's that idea. It's being prepared for all those different stages in your life. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. So you mentioned uh, the the people that are are working with us or typically listening to this podcast and that that demographic is usually, you know, 55 and up, uh, close to retirement, already retired. So they've 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 already figured out that part of their life. <clears throat> but what what we hear all the time and and the question uh and that the, who they are working with a lot of times is their their grandkids right so a, a parent having the conversation with their kid is one one story but then a, a grandkid having i mean I'm sorry a grandparent now having the conversation with their grandkid grandson or granddaughter i would think is a little bit different right from the from the <laughs> excuse me from the eyes of the the grandchild you know, the grandparents are there to spoil me. They are there to not really teach me anything about finances because I, I usually get what I want from them. And that's it's it's a very similar relationship on the other side. Right. The grandparents always make the joke of, well, yeah, I love having grandkids because I can do what I want with them, hang out with them and then give them right back and I get a break. Right. <laughs> and so uh, but if a, if a grandparent is trying to uh, help or start helping teach some of these ideas and thoughts about uh, finances. Do you have any tips around that as how they can approach it? And, and maybe you lay some of this out in your book as well. Sure. So one of the things that I think grandparents have that, you know, it, it's this wealth of information, right? They've got a lifetime 
of stories that they can share with their children and grandchildren. And I think those stories, whether they be of, you know, their first jobs or jobs lost or, you know, how they created the wealth that they're now living on, like all of those stories give you an opportunity to learn and to, uh, and to, to, you know, to give information to your grandchildren. And I think that's the special piece there. The other pieces, and uh, one of the things that I've done with my, my nieces and nephews, and I'm hoping a lot of, and the grandparents in my life have contributed to is like, so instead of giving my kids uh, my sorry, my nieces and my nephews. Instead of giving them, you know, birthday gifts and and Christmas gifts that just get kind of get lost in the in the melee of you know those special days, we opened up five twenty nine accounts for them and we contribute to them. So we might not look like the most fun aunts and uncles on Christmas Day or on you know on their birthdays, but I've got two. Uh, I've got one niece and one nephew who've now gone off to to college and they've both gotten big checks from their aunt and uncle. Those are great days for me. Right. And grandparents contributed to that and grandparents can do stuff like that. And that conversation can happen there, too. So instead of on those special days, I'm not talking about, you know, this is this thing I bought you from China. It's this is the balance on your statement. Like this is how much money you're going to you're going to have coming towards you uh, in a couple of years from now. And that could be used. And I, especially with the 529, I believe they just did some new uh, some updates on the 529. So even if you decide you don't want to go to post-secondary, you can still get that money afterwards. So there's there's all these advantages. And again, that's where grandparents can really step in and step up and and giving that information. Like you said, again, at the beginning of this conversation, I wish I would have learned X when I was young. This is your chance to teach X to your grandchildren so that they don't feel the way you feel now. So they know once they're, you know, however old, this is what compound interest means. This is what compound interest can do. And if I start doing these exercises, I will receive the benefit of this compound interest because that's what grandpa and grandma told me. And that's the that's the beauty of having grandparents in your life who have this not just wealth, but wealth of information. Right. So one of the things that we get asked all the time is, man, I wish we had some resources to help our kids. And again, that's one of the reasons why I got excited whenever I came across you and, and wanted to have you on the show. So I, I, if you don't mind, could you, for everybody listening, could you tell us the name of the book, mm -hmm. how to get the book, and then maybe what they'll get out of the book? Like sure. what, what's going to, what's going to, what is going to be the, the, the key there? Sure. So my my first book is Your Kids, Their Money. Uh, the subtitle is A Parent's Guide to Raising Financially Literate Children. And the concept behind the book is it's basically it's a resource book, but it's also, you know, it's got it's written with lots of little short stories. So it's got stories of my life. So it kind of gives you the story arc of, you know, what I kind of already told you in the beginning where, I, you know, I was very interested in money. I, you know, I lost a lot of money and now I'm in a different place where I feel like I can give back and share. It's kind of the same story arc but with regards to financial literacy. So I talk, it talks about, you know, how you can talk to your kids or grandkids about acquiring money. You could talk to them about securing money, whether that be with insurance and banking and tax taxes, uh, tax strategies. It talks about planning and it gives, uh, and it talks about being grateful and, and, and having an appreciation practice, but it gives you the, the, the language, it gives you the subject matter uh, so that you can provide that to your child. And I've done it in a way, so like I said, you can read it cover to cover and 
I think it's a great book cover to cover, but you can also just dive in if you're like, I really wish I could talk to my 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 child or my grandchild about wealth and why wealth is important. You can jump to that section. Or if you want to just, you're starting younger and you're like, I don't know how to explain what money is. Like, what is money? And, you know, I've got fun definitions there that will work for children. You know, like it's talking about, I think for the money, like well, the definition I use, it's about trading as opposed to talking about money in this, you know, ethereal concept of what money is. Children understand trading. So I tried to bring these concepts up into ways that children can understand but the book is a fun book to read in my opinion uh that will be easy for you know an adult to read and i know a lot of adults come back to me and say that you know i got a lot out of this too but the concept is that you know there'll be different things there that you could take to a child and say hey this is how this works or this is how uh you can better understand this and then at the end of each uh each section there's extra activities whether that be other books you can read or other activities you could do games to really cement some of that learning. Um, and I think you mentioned the workbook that I have, the workbook I did, it's online. Uh, and that's really just a fun workbook that you can give to your child or your grandchild and say, here, it's got money identification, it's got puzzles, it's just a fun activity book for them to do on their own or with you sitting beside them. Again, just to get the concepts of, you know, this is what money is, this is how, like, there's some budgeting exercises in there. Uh, so between the workbook and the, and the book, Your Kids, Their Money, there's lots of different resources and tips and tools there for you to help start to convey financial literacy to young people. Yeah, I was um I was looking at through the workbook this morning and um you know I, I think it's really well put together. It's got pictures, it's got puzzles and because we know uh that kids, especially the younger they are, they need activities that look fun and and engaging and exciting for them to actually get something out of it. And it's very visual too, which is great too. So um I think it's a great resource. And, and, and for me, it was sitting on my desk when I got to work this morning and I got to look through it. But for, uh, for someone that wants to get that workbook, how, how do they go and find that? Sure. So it's cliftoncorbin.com slash workbook. Uh, and the workbook's free. I'm just giving that one away. Um, I think all you might need to do to get, I think all the activities you could download individually. So you could just pick and choose if you want to uh, pick the cherry pick the activities you want to do for your kid. Or if you want the whole workbook cover to cover, uh, you could download it there. I think all you need to do is put in your email address and then you can get the whole workbook. Yeah, that's what I did. And it worked out great. So excellent. Uh, Clifton, we uh, certainly do appreciate uh, uh, you coming on and talking with us today. I, this is always is something that I think is, uh, you know, it's important as well as I think it's a big concern with our parents and grandparents. So thank you very much. And we'll make sure that all of your information is on our website and in the show notes so that everybody knows exactly how to get to your uh, website so they can be able to get in contact with you. But thank you so much for coming on and talking with us today. It's my pleasure. And I forgot to mention, like the book is available on Amazon. You can get it on Barnes and Noble. You can get it in most places books are sold, or you can go to my website, cliftoncorbin.com and you can find a, a link to it there. And I just want to thank both of you for not just having me on for, but for having these conversations. It's, it's one of the things that I, I, I stress a lot is that we need to really make sure we're talking and talking about money to, you know, to make sure that we're all lifting each other up. So thank you both for, for do, doing what you're doing. Excellent. Well, thank you. Have a good day. You too. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. 
Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.